0: Hello, hello, hello. Uh, today's episode's a little bit different. I'm just gonna read something to you that I wrote some time ago. It's a little uh, pamphlety ebook survival guide to surviving breakups. It's called "Fuck Breakups." You can find it on Amazon as an ebook. Um, it's like barely. You know, I, don't know, I was put it up there a few years ago. It's basically something I wrote for myself uh, to talk to myself, and it's something I read sometimes when, even if I'm not going through a breakup, if I'm just in uh, heightened emotional states uh, that I need to gain control of, and I want to be a better version of myself myself so um after the music plays that's what's gonna happen is i'm just gonna read the read this book to you that i wrote a while ago for myself um yes oh and if you dig this podcast please check out the patreon patreon.com slash my good bad brain and support us here the the cash you throw at it is like super helpful to getting this thing made uh when you know in the semi-regularity that it is uh also reviews just leave nice reviews that helps too all right theme music and then into a reading of my text fuck breakups on tr- uh, trigger language warning i i do say things like psycho and whatever i don't know some people don't like that kind of uh der- derisive uh what, what do you call it like dismissive way of describing mental illness but as uh, someone with some of it it helps me vulgarity helps me i'm very vulgar obviously it's called fuck breakups so that's uh that's what you're gonna get <laughs> all right theme music let's go Welcome to my good, bad brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what. I wrote something called Fuck Breakups a long time ago. I think only five years ago or something like that when I was, you know, reflecting upon how crazy I am in a breakup and how badly I take breakups and whatever and how horrible I was hurting. I wrote this document basically for myself. And um, sometimes I still go back to it to read it because I, I think it actually has some valuable... Stuff, and even when you're not going through breakups, just when you're being reactive and uh, out of control of your feelings and emotions, which you know, I, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, if you've been listening, maybe you at this point, I feel like it's safe to say you relate to some of my own, uh, I don't know, dysregulated uh, system at times. So I wrote this document. I put it online. You can buy it. It's an ebook. book uh, you can get it on Amazon. It's only a couple bucks or something like that. I think I've literally never made money from it, but it was fun to put out in the universe. And I basically did that, I think, because people I knew who read it at the time thought it was good and helpful and, and I should put it out. So I did. But uh, anyway, without too much further ado, the very vulgar, uh, a bit too much, you know, I was writing it to myself. It was just a voice I felt like I could listen to. Uh, I'm going to read you the entirety of my ebook which is not very long it's more like a pamphlet it's only like 20 pages or something like that uh single space to be fair um fuck breakups a brief practical guide to surviving horrible fucking breakups and coming out a better person especially if you're a total fucking psycho like me by jared sleeper <laughs> so here we go introduction hi friend bad breakups fucking suck huh You bet your ass they do. What a fucking nightmare. The fucking feelings of personal and universal betrayal and the goddamn longing. The fucking back and forth between psychotic anger and profound fucking love and forgiveness. Fuck that asshole. But also, please, I would do anything to have that asshole back. Please, please come back. Being completely fucking bereft. That feeling that love fucking failed you. Losing your best friend who you also boned a whole bunch, is basically the worst fucking thing ever. Don't let anyone tell you different, and don't feel too bad about being a completely non-functional, pathetic fucking mess. The random crying jags at fucking work, and the desire to drink all of the things. Your pain is fucking valid. You probably feel like you're fucking dying. You are a little, but you won't. Don't fucking kill yourself. That's a lot of what this book is about. You and me, pal, and all the other poor fucking assholes who have goddamn bullshit broken fucking hearts. We're all in this together. Because I have had some fucking doozies of fucking breakups. I'm not being glib about this bullshit either. I still feel real fucking bad about my bad breakups and the shit I did wrong that just made shit worse and didn't represent my real ass self or who I wanted to be. Because I'm a total fucking psycho. And in the past, I have had really zero fucking self-control and a butt-ton of arrogance believing I did. I have done all of the wrong things that you can do in a fucking breakup. Seriously, all of the wrong fucking things. Had a complete mental breakdown even. Because I had my own problems and a lot of shit to work out that I blamed on other people. And at the core, I am a terrified, sensitive fucking soul who is also real strong and just wants to fucking love someone. Just like you. Yeah, I see you. You wonderful fucking snowflake. God, you're fucking amazing. So, let's stop you from having a total psychotic meltdown over this bullshit breakup and everything you think it represents. It gets better. You can be better. Allow me to offer you some practical advice for getting through this fucking, fucking, fucking piece of shit, goddamn motherfucking bullshit breakup. Section one. Triage. Like, immediate fucking care. Things you gotta do stat on the battlefield so you don't bleed out. Just get to the fucking chopper. One. No contact. Like... This is a dumb fucking obvious one, but it's also the fucking hardest, because you've an enormous fucking hole in your life and your heart where your ex twisted herself out of you like a fucking serrated knife, and you're going to want real bad to just talk and stalk your ex so that they'll plug that bleeding, separating, bubbly, punctured lung wound right the fuck up. But they pulled out for a reason, and you are gonna have to let that wound close. Seriously, Fucking do not fucking contact him or her. If that person contacts you, ignore it. If you simply cannot because you are currently a keening animal with no self-control mechanisms in place, then be loving and kind, but brief. You probably won't be capable of honest, loving kindness yet, so mostly you should just fucking shut the fuck up and ignore. This is about learning goddamn boundaries. Boundaries fucking suck for you right now. I know. So just make this a rule and shut the fuck up. Get off the social media bullshit. Block, unfollow, unfriend. This seems harsh in today's world, but it's some real talk important shit. Because your lost love showing up on your radar only makes little ninja fucking sadness bombs. IEDs of misery. For instance, Oh, look at that clever tweet. Fucking shit. She is the funniest, smartest person in the fucking universe. I'll never find it again. And I'm going to die alone. Or, Oh, cool picture, Instagram. Oh, fuck. He's so fucking beautiful and aesthetically intelligent. I'm going to die alone. And of course, who the fuck is this new fucking Facebook friend? Etc. Etc. Die alone. And if your ex geotags this shit, fuck that. Fucking forget about it. That stalky murder-suicide waiting to happen. And fuck that shit. Cut off all the contact. All of the contacts. Now... What about you reaching out and contacting her? Obviously no, dummy. No. Because you won't fix it. And you don't have anything fucking helpful to say. No matter how much love you feel and how much you think you can, you both need space. You can't fix anything. You have nothing helpful to say. Not yet. No. You don't. No, no, no. Sweetie. No. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. You have nothing helpful to fucking say. You will only make things worse because you are fucking heartbroken and dying every day and you are out of your fucking mind and everyone can see it. He, she can see it and his or her friends can see it and your friends can see it. And soon you will irreversibly be a complete fucking psycho to everyone. Has a heroin addict in withdrawal ever made a good fucking decision once in his goddamn life? No. Never. Because all you want is that oxytocin cascade right now. The sound of her awful fucking voice, the smell of his dumb fucking skin, the feel of those ridiculous, terrible fucking arms, the remote possibility of a horrible fucking laugh full of all the beauty and wonder and majesty of the universe. Well, fuck that shit. Don't get back on that horse. Note, horse is also a word for heroin. See what I did there? Metaphors. You know what I did that helped? I made a secret folder where I wrote all the texts I wanted to send Shit, I made a fucking Twitter and kept it secret from anyone I knew but public. Just a place to put sad fucking texts I couldn't send to her without making life even more of a fucking emotional blender with that perfect fucking human angel ex-gal pal as the Blades. I bought stationery and wrote fucking letters every day that I never sent. All that shit is the saddest shit in the universe when I read it now. But you know what? Wouldn't have fixed fucking shit. Keep a journal. Write all that bullshit down somewhere. Get it out. Just don't have fucking contact. We're trying to get out of this goddamn hole, not keep digging it. Write a bunch of fucking poetry, dude. Keep a journal about all your feelings. Fuck it. No judgment. Just keep it to yourself and any of the other 8 billion people or whatever if you must. Just exclude that one person you don't want to exclude. Zero contact. Stop. Just stop. You can be friends later. You gotta calm the fuck down. You think you're calm? Wait two weeks. You'll be like, Shit fuck! I can't believe I thought I was calm then! Because you're a total fucking idiot right now. Love makes us real idiots. Everyone knows that. Just at this point, it's not cute anymore. It is scary. Take care of your fucking self and that other human you love so much, and stop it. I love you. We're gonna get through this. Two. First thought wrong, or no, don't do that, or no drinky, no fucky. In heightened states, you will have really fucking bad ideas. Basically, your life is being threatened because your heart is broken and it's like you've lost a big fucking limb. Your body and your brain think you're fucking bleeding out and dying from these wounds and people don't make the best decisions in moments of fight-or-flight imminent death. Here are my big two basic suggestions. One, do not intoxicate. Two, do not fuck anybody. I know your body thinks these are great ideas, but just like contact him and fix it, or follow her home and proclaim your love and beg to be taken back. These are terrible fucking ideas they will probably be some of the first fucking things you're going to want to do to feel better as you process grief like a broken psycho would process grief. Do not! Your first thought about anything right now is probably wrong. At this point, any idea you have, follow with this thought. Is my first thought right? Maybe it is, but probably not. You know who taught me this stuff? A guy in prison for fucking murder. Well, Used to be. Now he teaches non-violence shit. Yeah. He's learned some useful stuff about being a better person. First thought wrong. Drinking and or fucking are going to seem like good ideas for coping, depending on you and your breakup, but they aren't. They're the worst fucking ideas. I'm serious. I have done both and still regret everything that fucking came of either of those fucking stupid things. The momentary escape is bullshit. You treat yourself and others so fucking shitty, you cause more fucking damage, and you are left with the guilt and shame and fucking sadness and just all kinds of wreckage. You just don't need to add to your terrible fucking landscape of emotional horror right now. It can, and probably will, Also hurt a lot of people that aren't you, asshole. (laughs) I mean, drinking and fucking are awesome. I get it. I love drinking with friends. You love drinking with her, probably. Probably have some nice memories. There's a lot of beautiful ritual for people around some good old-fashioned drankin, And it's a total coping mechanism, which eventually may even have an appropriate place, like the way you drink at funerals. But this is different. Nothing is dead yet. It's still thrashing around dying and trying to take everybody nearby with it. So there's no celebration or memorial to have here with a bottle or two of cocktails. You should think of booze and drugs as a pause button they will hold you, developmentally and otherwise, wherever you are at. If you're having a good night with friends or a lovely dinner with someone you love or whatever, the pause button is great. It stretches time out like taffy, and you can love in this dreamy happiness for an extra minute with all them spirits in you doing their magic. But where you're at? Fuck no. You gotta get through this awful shit. You will only... Run from your issues, find yourself stuck in this misery, doing the drunk cry thing. Trust me, nothing is worse than interrupting drunken sobs to retch up some acid vomit and falling unconscious with your face on a toilet and just doing it all over the next day and carrying on in such a fashion, all cyclical-like, endangering yourself and others with alcohol poisoning and DUIs and depression and hangovers and regrettable late-night snacks for several fucking months. Oh, wait, yes, something is fucking worse. Doing this while also fucking someone who isn't your lost fucking soulmate. This shit sucks in a lot of ways. Mostly, it's just not fucking true to you or anyone. You think in any universe it would make more fucking peace between you and your ex? Do you think you'll feel some of that love magic you're missing from your ex? Did you get abandoned or cheated on even? And do you think it hurts him more than you? Does this stranger you fucked make you feel less lonely? Is it someone who isn't necessarily a stranger, but either way, kind of a nice person, actually, that's letting you have sex with him or her, and you've totally used because you're a fucking monster who probably deserves to fucking die alone? I mean... If you already did this shit, no big deal! Everyone makes mistakes, we're all learning, and it'll be okay. But seriously stop this fucking shit it's all a punishing and terrible distraction it'll only make things worse you have a big bleeding open wound right now remember and you have to close that hole if you just try to jam something new in the hole where x used to live what's gonna happen that's right it's going to get fucking infected and it's never gonna heal You gotta clean that space out and let it stitch up so that maybe, if you're lucky, one day, some other beautiful being can jam something in there and fuck your shit up with love. Seriously, don't use shitty distractions that are dangerous to your heart and the hearts of others. If you really need to do something for your body, if you're a real sensual escape animal, get some pals together, good friends, and try to go dance. This only works for some people, but it's acceptable as a substitute for binge drinking and sex. Just don't get hammered and don't flirt, really. Just move your body to some sweet jams and do some dumb moves and laugh with your friends and try not to get in a fight. Seriously, you have to sit in this bad stuff and process and cope. I'm sorry, but you can do it. I have faith in you. Uh, Three. Rely on your fucking awesome friends and family. Seriously, fucking seriously, immediately gather the pack. Maybe even go home for a little while if that's an option. And it's real, real fucking bad. There are plenty of people who fucking love your stupid, wonderful ass. Frankly, your ex probably still loves you because we don't really stop loving. But you just do bad stuff to each other, so you can't be close anymore, you know? You got to tell your friends and tell your family how bad you feel, how hard a time you're having coping. Your friends and family might be the same or opposite things. Either way, you got to start a group text and say, hey, y'all, I'm having a hard, hard, hard fucking time. Also, I came up with this cool cocktail made of vodka and crushed up Vicodins and bleach called That Bitch I Love Her So Much. Want to try it? Because all your awesome Wolfpack family will say, No, you are a light in the world and we need you because you are so good and funny and good looking. You are really amazing and always doing your best and getting better all the time. You are beautiful. I mean, goddamn, you are beautiful and so witty and joyous and smart and we really don't know what we'd ever do without you, what our life would look like without you. We can't imagine why anyone would want to ever leave your side or your bed. I mean, you're so amazing and sexy, too. Note, here you can interject with, hey, uh, that's kind of weird, mom and dad comment, but probably they just steamroll you with love. They continue, even if you did bad stuff and fucked up, it's okay because we're all doing our best and life is longer than you think and it gets better and better and better. Nothing is put in front of you that you can't handle. You are the strongest person we know and our favorite and we love you and this fucking shitty bullshit garbage breakup is just part of the hard things in life that we learn and grow from. We are all here for you forever and always. Let's hang out. And then you will hang out constantly because you are never Ever, ever alone. I mean, I fucking love you. I'm right here. We're getting through this. Four, feel everything. This one is hard and marks our transition from just surviving this fucking bullshit to getting better. You gotta feel fucking everything. Seriously. This is why you can't drink and have terrible indiscriminate sex now to distract. You just gotta feel what's really happening to you. This is going to be hard. You're going to cry a lot. A fuck ton. You just got to cry and cry and cry. Cry in the night and the morning and the afternoon. Grief fucking sucks. My grandma says, Grief is like having your back to the ocean. It comes in waves. And you know it's going to hit you, but you don't really know when. Isn't my grandma fucking rad? Seriously rad. (laughs) And she's right. Try to stay loose and flow with the pain waves because being really stiff is just gonna knock you down harder you know you got to flow with it and let it ride you and just give it its life i do an exercise where i check in and see what i'm actually fucking feeling and it's sort of meditative i'll ask myself what am i feeling right now and then i'll be like i can feel the ground under my feet and hear the breeze going by and feel my heart speeding up into a terrifying fucking panic attack because I miss her so much and I fucked up so much and I want to fucking die. I'll just self-narrate my whole sensory experience of stuff, especially when I'm freaking out. It helps manage and understand my terrible fucking spirals, helps me regulate my breathing, helps take my existential pain and make it something physical and tangible that I can hold and understand. I always remember to take deep goddamn breaths the real gift of this is being able to start recognizing your spirals as physical experiences and to begin cultivating tools for observing and eventually managing the moment before you drop uncontrollably into fucking despair the pain may last a long ass time You might feel like it cracks you wide fucking open. A smart person said nearby me once that light gets in through the cracks, right? Breaking a little is necessary to improve. It gets better, my friend. It does. I mean, yeah, you might hurt forever and ever too, like I do. We all do a little because you love people forever. And the bigger a place in your life they had, the bigger a hole and the bigger a fucking scar they'll leave when they go. But fuck it. It's real. It's part of the change and the goddamn seasons of life. And it doesn't mean you are ruined and hurt forever. It just means you have a lot of experience in you. There's a lot of you. A lot of person. You're going to feel joy again and beauty. And you wouldn't feel so fucking bad now if you weren't so essentially full of love. God damn, you are full of love. Just remember that. And remember how much worse hate feels. Hate feels like being full of someone else's barf mixed with their poo and cooked over a burning garbage fire. It's gross and it's not yours. Let all that anger and fear and anxiety and longing and sadness and loneliness just burn and burn in you. Burn it up with love. Sit with it. Because the fire will burn out eventually and leave only ashes. And you, you're still in there. And that's the whole point. Because now, it's about healing this wound and making you fucking whole again. Gonna get you back, buddy. Because you are a fucking unicorn of love and strength. Doing amazing shit. Just being you. Getting through this shit. Goddamn. Amazing. Rehab. This is where you learn to actually heal, but more so become a better fucking person than before. You have bionic parts now because you lost some other parts, but bionic parts made from love hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. Let's make the world a better fucking place. One, do yoga. I know. Do fucking yoga? <laughs> Bear with me. Now, you can get physical in a lot of ways. I've been a trainer for years. I coached MMA, weightlifting, bootcamp bullshit, CrossFit, kettlebells, running, all kinds of crap. I think it's pretty fucking obvious that you got to get out of your head and into your body and make some connections between the two. You can even make crafts to do this. I like to cook to get into my hands, sometimes just to escape my head. I mean, for starters, you got to keep eating well and exercising to be happy at all. I use that dog whisperer bullshit to treat my well-being. Like, Number one on the list of things to make the dog less aggressive and anxious and more happy is take your dog for a goddamn walk. Are you taking your dog for a goddamn walk? Walk your dog, idiot. Let your dog run a while. Your body gotta be happy. No bad dogs, just bad owners. Be a good alpha owner brain and spirit to the dog that is your body. Get it? Fucking metaphors. How do they work? (laughs) But here's the real shit. You got to get in touch with your physical self. This doesn't mean touching yourself, though you will. You're going to do that for a while. Sorry. <clears throat> it's true and sad, but it's important that you be alone for a bit. Get in touch with you. You got to understand how grief and longing and regret and this whole loss thing affects your you physically. How to experience it fully and get through the hard shit. Like I said, I've done a lot of physical stuff and it's all helpful, but the hard style stuff, the explosive exercise, the running and lifting and boxing, the pumping blood and burning sweat stuff will only get you so far. It will save your life sometimes. It can help you process rage in a healthy way, but I find it cultivates more burning, You know, like hot lungs and shit, tense muscles. We did our burning. You got to bring water into your life now. You got to cool off and set. So, yoga. Yoga blows my fucking mind. First, know and accept. It might not work right away, like the very first class. It took me a while to see how my upper back unstitching all its knots and protective hunched muscle allowed me to let go of fear and anger in my fucking heart. Like not drinking, it's a thing you got to reapproach every day. Start a practice. I'm not going to drink today. I'm going to go to yoga today. You'll start to get it within a week or two, I promise. Because here's what'll happen you'll feel awful grief coming on, or deep guilt or profound rage and usually everything will tense and speed up like crazy and you'll just dive into it when it's over you might be ashamed of shit you did just like the shit that broke you up in the first place you'll feel like fuck me that wasn't me that's not the real me why did i do that embarrassing or hurtful shit why did i let that spiral happen why did i let that shit get under my skin why did i send that text or snap at that person or be generally pathetic and fucking useless? Why did I have a fit and break that windshield or dashboard or my hand or smash my fucking head on the floor of the bathroom over and over like a really terrifying, awful psycho with a mild concussion now who no one will ever love or trust ever again? And the cycle of guilt goes and yada yada. That shit can be kind of irreparable. It fucking sucks. Well you need is some mindfulness and self-control. We need to cultivate that shit. What'll happen with the yoga is this. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. My heart is beating and speeding up into my head and my guts are twisting and my neck is tensing as fucking horrible shit is climbing up and cramping my back and spine and everything in my heart is clutching. Fuck, here it is. Here comes the spiral. But instead of running with the feelings, speeding up until you're a runaway herd with all those racing thoughts and fears running past and around you, stampeding toward the cliff, you'll get all yoga and shit. You'll breathe slower, you'll inhale a little longer than you exhale, you'll expand into the tension just like you do in downward fucking dog and you'll breathe light and slowness into the pain and the fear and the I can't do this, I can't do this, fuck, 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 no, no shit panic that always ends bad and doesn't get you anywhere and it will be manageable. And you'll be able to practically pick the feeling up in your hands and look at them like paperweights and say, huh, that's some crazy ass shit. And you won't break anything. Just fucking try it. Just do fucking yoga. Try one month of yoga, at least four days a week. Just build in the fucking time and see what happens. Just fucking do the yoga. No one Ever regretted a workout they decided not to skip. And no one ever, ever, ever regretted a month of fucking yoga. Two, working on you or the real shit or going deep. (sighs) Okay, y'all, we're getting into some more fucked up territory. And that means more esoteric for some of you and maybe harder for some of you. But definitely more important than just break off contact. I have some bad news. You're pretty fucked up. <laughs> you are. I'm sorry. I love you, and it's true. Because processing grief grief <laughs> because processing grief is supposed to be fucking hard, sure, but you aren't supposed to feel this fucking lost. You shouldn't actually want to die. This feeling suggests some codependency or identity bullshit or something. Maybe some family crap. Some goddamn garbage handed down generations, a history of violence that has made you incapable of dealing gently with yourself or those closest to you, and you are in a vulnerable situation. Note, violence comes in a lot of forms, okay? So don't be all I don't hit anyone thing like you do, you fucking nightcase. You got to expand your horizons and understanding, you judgy asshole. Physical, emotional, verbal, withdrawal of affection or communication like silent treatment. Just slamming a goddamn door that scares someone and makes them anxious is violence. Okay? You get what I'm saying? See? You are kind of violent sometimes. (laughs) You got to be gentle and healing with your shit. This means therapy, meditation. You got to start doing your work, man. We all have work to do. Seriously. Fucking everyone is fucked up. You are not special. I mean, you are. You're my goddamn unique and beautiful tree in the forest, different in its own ways from all the other trees in Fern Gully, but also we're a community of trees. You know, I don't care how good your life looks from the outside or whatever. You got some trauma in there. And one way or another, it's led you to experience this particular kind of grief. Or maybe you just don't have a lot of control over your fucking feelings and you need to look at that. Let me tell you something. You can't control your pain. You blame everyone for your shit or just blame yourself real bad like you're just built that way, a destroyer. Or you surrendered to circumstance and say you had no choice but to act a certain fucking way. That's bullshit. The only thing you ever have that no one can ever take away from you is the choice of your own response. A more beautiful way to say that, I heard from another guy who was in prison for a few decades. When they take everything from you, all you have left is your breath and your word. Shit, that fucks me up every time. How amazing is that shit? You own you. It doesn't feel like that right fucking now. I know. Not when you're falling in your emotional K-holes. I know. No, look at me. I know. But you do own yourself and you can grab the reins of this runaway nightmare that is your crazy strong beautiful ass spirit anytime you remember that. You're going to be your own guru, okay? You're going to let light in those cracks. You're going to surrender to the beautiful spark of reality and magic and universe inside you, all that love that lives there, and figure out some shit that's been controlling you a long time. And you're going to be better. And you're never going to be this lost to anguish and rage and shitty fucking bullshit heartbreak ever again. Google meditation groups. Google some Buddhist crap. Google some sliding scale therapy. Read and write a lot. Write all of the things you feel and think. Find teachers and healers to help you. It is time to dig in there and work. Control your response. Body with yoga. Mind with the work that works best for you. Bring them together. All of it in one practice. Love you, cupcakes. Fucking amazing, you cupcakes. (laughs) Three. Always, always, always choose love. Okay, this is the big one. This is the graduation from the craziest university of emotional cataclysm. Always choose love. I know. It's a real motherfucker. We'll get there. It's going to be important as shit in your process to look at everything honestly When you look at things honestly, you discover all the shitty stuff you and your loved one did to each other back and forth, and you want to trace that shit back to the beginning, see who really started it, or who did worse shit, who was at fault. Guess what? Whatever you decide, whoever you decide was at fault, you're wrong. We're being honest here, right? You're fucking wrong. Relationships are co-created, okay? You wouldn't have loved that asshole and he wouldn't have loved you if there wasn't some real shit in there and you wouldn't have broke so bad if you didn't both have some real fucked up shit going on. You both made mistakes. No one gets to be the end. No one gets to the end without doing some mean, bad shit. No good relationships end. So instead of blame here... Deciding who is fucked up and who is fucked over and laying that guilt down, holding all that anger and resentment, you're going to choose love instead. You're not going to hate that fucking bitch who wronged you over and over and pushed you. Note, own your response, remember? And you're not going to be scarred forever and never love again. You're not going to keep that person cut out of your life and heart forever. You're going to open your shit up and love. Because that's how you truly feel when you look deep enough not in a condescending bullshit way, in a real forgiving, unconditional way, in a divine appreciation way. You get me? This shit is hard because you're scared, scared like a little baby child. When you lose your lover, your relationship, your other half, it's like losing your family. Losing a connection like this, having it taken from you by the universe, will make you feel completely powerless. Realizing you can't fix shit is the worst feeling in the world. Children are completely powerless. They rely on grown-ups to be nice, or at least not mean, to provide for them and protect them. So the little child in you, who is always there, is pretty freaked out and vulnerable all the time. And this powerlessness you are feeling has let that little kid be at the wheel of you for a while now. And let me tell you, kids don't know shit about driving. Here's something cool. You are a grown-up now. If you have this magnitude of ability to love and lose it, we're calling you a grown-up, which means you aren't a child. And if you aren't a child, you aren't powerless anymore. You can take the wheel. You can steer this vessel you got any way you want. You can choose love over fear. Sit with yourself first. Examine all the things you have done. Look at your shortcomings and real bad fuck-ups. Be honest Recognize the child in you. And then. And here's the hard part. I know. I fucking know. This shit is going to sound crazy and impossible. Forgive yourself. You'd forgive a kid for being a shithead, right? For throwing a tantrum. For being weak. Well, that's all that's happening. You're being a shitty, scared little kid. And you can say, look, little guy. I got you. I love you. I forgive you it's okay let's go get you cleaned up once you forgive yourself you will be able to forgive others i'm serious that's why you got to forgive yourself first we have a lot of difficulty allowing others to be imperfect until we can allow that we ourselves are real fucking imperfect this acknowledgement will set you free recognize the limitations of your loved one Let her be on her path and know that you love her completely. You forgive the hurts he did you and you forgive yourself. Holding yourself to a contract to learn and be better and never repeat all the fucked up hurtful things you did before you took your wheel back from the kid. Before you owned your response. You're doing your mindfulness shit. You're meditating. You're doing yoga. You're being fucking kind to everyone. You are loving instead of being anxious and guarded and defensive and afraid. Anytime you, or anyone, is shitty, you can trace it to fear. And fear is some jungle shit. It's deep inside our lizard brain and doesn't let go easily. You need to carve some new pathways of behavior for love as a response to everything instead of that old caveman fear. So, start practicing love actively. Do volunteer shit. Help your friends and neighbors. Write notes of appreciation or clean. Just cook for people. That one's my favorite. Just feeding people. Be there for people the way people have been there for you. Find the people who have no one and be there for them. Help the old lady across the street with her yard refuse or plumbing problems. Take care of your family. Take care of your surroundings and environment even. Make your bed and shit. Clean the kitchen. Just try to love everyone and everything in an outward way that shows. See the little kid in everyone. Know how scared everyone is. That everyone is carrying around some big shitty hurt in them. Some crazy fucking ripped out of reality anguish. Everyone has felt completely powerless at some point And carries around the fear of feeling that way ever again. Just know that. And be a nice guy. Protect people, love them, be patient with them. So, okay, here we go. What do you do with your ex now? Like, I mean, after all your fucking work and stuff, well, you're kind of on your own there. It's different for everyone. Some people gotta really stay away for a long, long time and let that love be a bit more energetic and abstract. I'll say this, check in with your shit before even talking again. How's your body awareness and mindfulness? How's your breathing and emotional control? What happens to your body when you even think about talking or hanging out again? If all your alarms go cray-cray and you start breathing hard and getting that 808 heartbeat and whatever the fuck, it's probably not time yet. Eventually, I think you can really can reconnect. Maybe you'll be friendly or friends even. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe we'll get back together even as different people who are also kind of the same in the good ways and you'll get a house and a dog together and make some cubs. The world is a thing no one understands and love can last a very long time, like forever, I think. (sighs) But you got to understand that you can't change people. You've done a lot of work on yourself. You don't know if he did. You don't know if she's ever going to do that work. The person you love so much who probably still loves you isn't someone you can fix or control. And that person might be angry forever. You gotta accept that that's okay. Some people never find themselves capable of dealing with their wounds. They don't like to look back at all. Not even to learn. Remember the child in her. Remember that scared kid that making, that's making him run and guard and act shitty or whatever? Remember gently and with self-compassion things you went through together that you played a bad role in that broke the relationship. You got to remember how scared that person must have gotten, how scared her child got in the bad times, whether it was really your fault or their own issues or whatever. Remember and accept that that shit is maybe impossible to move past for that person. This is the choose love part. This is where it gets hard. And really tested. If it hurts you or makes you angry that you can't have your ex back in whatever way you want your ex back, you got to look at yourself, see what you're afraid of. Are you afraid that you're worthless? or awful, that you're unlovable? or that you won't find anything like that again? etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, die alone? Root out that fear and cool that fire with the sweet ass water of love. That shit is all in your head. Breathe. Nourish people close to you and wish healing and love on all people, especially the ones who are dear to you, especially your ex who hurt you a million ways. You'll be okay. They'll be okay. Life is okay, my friend. That's a beautiful goddamn thing. You are a beautiful goddamn thing. Spread that beauty. (sighs) A final survival note. Don't be too hard on yourself. You're going to relapse. No one is perfect. You're going to feel fucking despair and cry. And you might send some texts you regret or stalk a little bit or drink and get mean or whatever the fuck. You might lose your rhythm and practice with yoga and breathing shit. You'll wake up alone a lot and cry in the middle of the night with a weird, sad, sweet dream of that beautiful fucking goddamn love you lost hold of somewhere along the way. Go back to triage if you need it. It's okay. Hurt people hurt people. Healed people heal people. You're going to heal all this hurt. And then you know what? Life's going to fucking hurt you again. That's what life does. Shit falls apart. And entropy is the law of the fucking dickhead universe. That doesn't mean you just got to be a hurt part of the problem again. Doing this cycle of misery forever and ever. Because now you know you can heal. And knowing is half the battle. You have done it before and you have the tools. So heal again and again and again. And keep loving forever. Always love over fear. Always choose love. Fuck fear. Fuck that shit. Always, always, always choose love. Fucking love you. Fucking proud of you. I'll be here if you ever need a reminder.